0: Here's your host, the one and only Dan Bach. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Welcome. It is the Wednesday edition of the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm Dan Bach. Happy to be talking DFS with you here today. And, uh, of course, want to thank Fantasy Draft for putting their name on this show. If you haven't checked them out, make sure you click through our links here on Roto Grinders. Lots of great stuff happening there, including uh, Lower Rake. That's right. Uh, their big weekly. Tournament uh, for NFL and I'm assuming for NBA has now been capped at 12.5%. That's it. They're not going higher than that. Uh, You got 15, 16% on some of the uh, competitor sites. So they're trying to do better in that category. And they've also uh, featured their double ups um, to a 50 50 format, which is actually going to lower the rake from 12 to a flat 10%. So Check them out if you haven't done so. Rake free head-to-heads, and I know they're working on a head-to-head kind of uh, limiter, which means if you post a bunch of games, you can limit the number of games people can take. Like, you should be able to play everybody once, but you don't want the same guy picking up five, ten of your games. So uh, I think once they get that implemented, it's going to be great to see. So uh, check them out if you haven't done so already. Lots of flexibility in that NBA game. As well. Obviously, today we got to talk a little bit about what took place last night, a complete cluster, you know what. Unless, of course, you just faded Anthony Davis and Jimmy Butler, then you won all the money yesterday. Congrats to you. Uh, But uh, man, it got aggressive last night on Twitter, but that's going to happen when you've got a 40% owned player uh, and he is a scratch and it doesn't happen until after lock. And uh, I've got some opinions on this, going to talk about it here. And uh, let's get into it. I mean, bottom line is, and I've said this before. Like, um, you know, if I had my druthers, would I pick one or the other? I would say, like, I'd be more in camp of non late swap. But I've also been also uh, basically said. I feel like players should have options on what they can play, especially when you've got you know Fanduel and DraftKings controlling you know the biggest tournaments each and every night in the industry. And those tournaments are both non-late swap. And I I just don't understand, for the life of me, why they decided to do that. Um, I I think it's a major opportunity to capitalize on one set of of player is if you got aggressive and said, okay, well, you know we'll make our main games uh, late swap games. And if people want to play that, then they've got a place to go where they've got big prize pools because that's the problem you know both FanDuel and DraftKings have their non-late swap games um I know DraftKings does I'm pretty sure FanDuel might offer them as well uh kind of like they did for baseball where they offered not um some non-late swap but those tournaments are paltry I mean and if there's not incentive for people to play them they're not going to play them uh just because of the game format they'd rather play for more money what are you going to play The $500,000 prize pool or the $5,000 prize pool? Which one are you going to want to spend more time and energy building lineups for? And I think that it's such a mistake for these sites to run identically. And uh, I don't understand why they do it. Like I would have thought for sure one of the two would have made a pivot to make NBA, uh, their main NBA offerings late swap, just to differentiate from their main competitor. And they haven't done it. And uh, I'm kind of dumbfounded by that decision. And, you know, the I, I think that a lot of people were bothered by, you know, some of the sentiments that were put out yesterday saying, oh, well, the non late swap, or excuse me, the late swap games we post are overlaying. Well, that's because, you know, it's designed, the way that it's designed to be set up. People are just going to play what are the biggest tournaments. That's all their attention is going to go to. So I guarantee you if you flip-flop those and you suddenly made non-late swap games, the smaller ones, and late swap the bigger ones, more people would play the late swap games. So I'm not buying that line of thinking. And uh, obviously the sites, if they want to run their games a certain way, they can do it. I just don't understand why you'd want to mimic your competitor if you don't have to. Um, And that's kind of what we've seen so far this year because uh, it was really, really bad. And, you know, last night and a lot of people were upset about it. And I also think, though, maybe it's just time to evaluate, uh, reevaluate how we do late swap. And, you know, draft, I think, has a really good system in place where if a guy uh, is, is out then suddenly you can go in and swap him out. You can't change the rest of your lineup, but you can go and make that one-on-one swap. And I don't understand why something like this can't happen on salary cap games. Uh, Because, you know, if last night, for example, I had to swap off of Jimmy Butler... Um, you know, obviously you're limited in terms of the number of players you can fit because you've got position scarcity, you've got uh, salary cap you still have to deal with, but if you could swap that one player out, and again, it's not changing other players, um, I think that that's a fair trade-off for people to be able to still feel like they can have a fighting chance in their lineups. Because I understand the, the sentiment by a lot of people who are like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I don't want to sit around and, and make changes in my lineups based on news. And I kind of agree with that. I totally get it. And I think that the problem that you run into is that the changes that people make in the current setup of late swap, um, they're making those changes whether the injury that took place harms them or not. So, for example, yesterday um, you had, uh, I don't know what the salary was on Shabazz Muhammad, but let's say he's like a 3K guy. Now he moves in the starting lineup. He's projected to play 25, maybe 30 minutes. He becomes a top value play. Well, all those people who already did not roster Jimmy Butler can go into their lineups and suddenly swap Shabazz Muhammad in one position and then upgrade to a DeMarcus Cousins or, you know, somebody, uh, one of the higher priced players and build a more optimal lineup. So it triggers the, you know, basically every player, it affects every player who's playing, where in this method, it's really only affecting the people who have that player who is, you know, been deemed out you know, after the initial rosters have locked. That's the only people it affects. And some people have already chirped at me and been like, well, that gives them a great advantage. It doesn't really give them a great advantage because more times than not, you're looking at a very limited number of people because you can't switch around the rest of your lineup. I'd agree with you if suddenly I could move Jimmy Butler around into my utility and have more flexibility. No, it's wherever he is, you have to find somebody who hasn't played a game yet who's under that salary, to take that spot. And more times than not, it's probably going to be a suboptimal play. So um, I think that it's a really good solution. We've got enough people out there monitoring the news. Uh, The beat writers have, you know, some are doing better jobs than others. But uh, I know there's that element, I guess, of quote-unquote subjectivity that we don't love. But DraftKings or FanDuel, they've got enough people working with them through all the hours of the nights, that you should be able to engineer something like this to make it work. And I and I give kudos to Draft for doing it. And you know, I think that you know their game is obviously a lot different than we have with the salary cap games because you're only picking five players. Salary doesn't really matter as much, um, but it does solve the problem. And that problem being that people don't like to take zeros on players that they draft especially when it's you know an hour and a half before game time and you have plenty of time to change them out and you can't do it because you've got non-late swap so I really implore the sites to consider this idea or at the very least you know one of the two larger sites out there consider you know having an alternative game a late swap game that's not basically um, ignored in terms of the prize pools. And, uh, you know, those are the two things that I think needs to happen. Um, I just love more options for Daily Fantasy players, and right now you don't have that. You can go to Yahoo, and Yahoo's been doing some good things, so you might want to check them out as well. I can't play. I live in Florida. I don't know why. I do know why, but it's stupid, Um, but uh, hopefully sooner rather than later we can get that straightened out here in the state of Florida and I can get back to playing on Yahoo, Uh, but uh, that's one thing that I obviously had to make some commentary on from last night. All right, let's get to tonight's games, and uh, we'll run through them position by position we'll try to look at all the salaries the best we can and kind of give you an idea where I'm looking to land Uh, let's start at point guard and I think some of this matters where you're playing Um, but for me I think Kyle Lowry today is somebody I want to play I know he has been dreadful so far this season his fantasy output has not been good But his salary has now dropped. And I'm excited here in this matchup against Golden State, which should be a very up-tempo game for them. I mean, they've played San Antonio. They had a blowout against Chicago. Um, Philadelphia, he only played 28 minutes that game. And, you know, it wasn't a complete dog of a game, but obviously not the standards that we're looking for. But, uh, you know, I love to look back, you know, especially over the last year, two seasons, where... Uh, both of these teams are pretty close in terms of the personnel that they have. And Kyle Lowry's played really well against Golden State. Last year, 27-6-11-2, 24-5-5-3, 41-3-7-4, and 28-6-3-2. And and uh, so, dude has definitely showed up to play the last four times he has gone up against this Golden State Warriors team. And I think he does again today. So, uh, hasn't really had a game or matchup that maybe got him that excited. I think this one is it here on the road at Golden State. So, I love Kyle Lowry today. Way too cheap on FanDuel. Uh probably still playable on DraftKings. Looks like he's like 7700 over there. So, I don't think he's a plug and play on that site, but certainly a guy that uh that I'm looking to roster. Uh John Wall, I think he's arguably the top play on the slate 10-2 on both sites tonight going against Lonzo Ball, who is just a dreadful defender. And this is going to be a very up-tempo, fast-paced game. And I love John Wall because, you know, even this last game that he played, what was that, in Denver, uh, 3-for-13 from the field. He was 3-for-13 from the field and still finished with 45 fantasy points. He had 15 free throws um, and just, you know, filled up the assist department, plays a pile of minutes, uh, their coaching staff, you know, right now they're kind of thin anyway, so they're playing just like 6 or probably like seven, maybe eight deep at best. And Wall is going to be in the in the game for a, a good bit, and we've already seen the kind of back and forth between, uh, you know, John Wall, Lavar Ball, and all this other stuff. So uh, I think John Wall's going to have a chip on his shoulder tonight. He's probably going to be chalky, but. Uh, I think he is a very sharp play. The interesting thing is we could still get Westbrook at 10-8 here uh, against Indiana. And, you know, it's only 600 more on DraftKings. He's a lot more expensive. Uh, But, you know, people are like, oh, including myself, we're going to see his stats diminish. And we certainly had to a point. But, you know, last game, 31-10-5. Uh, against Utah, which is, you know, really slow matchup, six, nine, and 13, and then triple doubled against, uh, New York in the opener. Uh, he's fine. I think he'll probably go a little bit under own because I think more people are going to go to John Wall today. Certainly on DraftKings, they definitely will. But on, uh, even on FanDuel, I think, uh, Wall will have greater ownership than Westbrook. And maybe you play them both. Maybe you load up on point guard today. Uh... In terms of some other options for us, some value plays, Mike James is back gonna be uh, you know, in the conversation. He's not as cheap as he was the other night. And kudos. Kudos to the sites for reacting and sal- and putting salaries on players where they need to be. Uh forty four hundred on DraftKings, forty three hundred on FanDuel, a day after he was thirty five on FanDuel and three K on DraftKings. Like that's really well done, 93 on fantasy draft, so he's not overpriced, but he's priced right where I think he needs to be today, and uh, and certainly a guy to look at uh, potentially here tonight. Uh, Jamal Murray, you know, finally got over 20 minutes last game, um, got close to 30 and gave you 22 fantasy points. He's still affordable, you know, 30, uh, 4100 over there on FanDuel and I think on DraftKings, he's a little bit more expensive at 4500 but could be a GPP punt for you at the point guard spot. Uh, you know, Curry at 94 against Toronto. He's, you know, it's a fair price for him. Uh, again, give me John Wall over him if I'm choosing. Ricky Rubio kind of put up a dud yesterday um, and, you know, what, twenty three. Uh, FanDuel points, really disappointing in that matchup versus the Clippers. They take on Phoenix, which is a much better spot for him to potentially get right. But that total only at 202. So we got some 228s on the board. I don't think we need to force him into our lineup. I'd probably rather go with a little D'Angelo Russell today at 78. Put up a nice game, but again, still struggling in terms of trying to get, um, you know, over 30 minutes just because they play so many guys. Uh Lonzo Ball, 74 on FanDuel, I think 7K on DraftKings. I mean, I think the game is very stackable. And if you want to do a back and forth, we saw our boy STL Cardinals win a lot of money uh, with that. I did pretty well playing Lonzo Ball against Phoenix. I just think that there's really going to be a mentality to kind of shut this guy down because his dad is such a freaking loudmouth. So um, he's talented. There's no question about it. But I also think there's going to be certain matchups he's going to fare better than others and against you know marquee kind of personalities like John Wall I think he's probably going to be in a little bit more trouble same with Patrick Beverly I mean against New Orleans he was fine 35 obviously Phoenix he was fine 54 but um I think he's GPP only I'm definitely not using him in my cash games here today uh Darren Collison you know this guy's been playing pretty well here Pacers big win last night 50 uh FanDuel points so his salary didn't get a bump yesterday 5900 on DraftKings maybe even better price for him and over 30 minutes every single game so um you know the back end of a back-to-back traveling in you know third consecutive road game here for him a little bit of concern I don't think he's gonna have 16 uh assists probably again today but I think the price is fair uh over there on DraftKings uh, all right, let's move on to shooting guard here. And uh, on FanDuel, I built my mock lineup here. And I think you got to approach these sites a little bit different because uh, on DraftKings in particular, the Wizards are really priced down. Like, they are not priced high enough in this matchup versus the Lakers. So uh, play them all. Kelly Oubre, uh, Otto Porter um, Bradley Beal, Gortat, all these guys, you could play them all, like, you know, I think I ran the optimal lineup, I usually run about 25 variations of it, and on DraftKings, I think it had, like, four, uh, four Wizards in, like, most of those lineups, so just DK, no, the Wizards are really underpriced, but a couple of guys on FanDuel, I mean, my mock lineup I built, I've got, uh, Jeremy Lamb, penciled in here today against Denver. Uh he's been fine. He's so close to getting to where we need to be. Um the shots just aren't really falling for him and again, uh only one steal, one block through three games. I think he can do more in that department. So, uh I feel like he's still just too cheap on FanDuel. He's the same price on DraftKings. So, typically I'm you know, there's a little bit lower over there on DK than they are on FanDuel. So, I think he fits in fine here in this matchup against Denver. Tempoed up a little bit and uh, I like him at 5,600. I think he gets over 30 fantasy points for the first time this season, so um, he is squarely not even on my radar. I think he's cash game play. Uh, the second spot, you know, you can pay up. You got James Harden against Philadelphia. Uh, this feels like a really good spot here. 220 is the uh, is the total in this one, so um, you know, Harden coming off a Kind of an off game, I want to say. Last time out against Memphis, thirty-six Fanduel points. I mean, he hasn't reached fifty yet this season, and this guy was just a monster. And this could be that breakout spot for him. The question is, how is he going to fare? You know, how, the the defensive matchup. Trying to figure out who it's going to be. Is it going to be Ben Simmons? Is it going to be Robert Covington? Uh, let me do a quick. Let me do a quick search here. I got the old StatMuse lab open and we'll see what James Harden's game logs here against the 76ers are because I think uh could be kind of interesting to see from the last couple seasons. All right. Uh well, I'd say the last game he played was pretty freaking good. 51 13 and 13, two assists in a block. Uh do the fan do the math on that. That's probably like a 90 point game. Uh 33 7 and 9 29 9 and 8 59 and 8. Those are his last four games against Philadelphia the last two in Philly just nearly had triple doubles so maybe a pretty good spot for him to get back going again I think this Philly team is definitely better than we've seen before but high number in this one pretty stackable just got to find a pick you know kind of pick your spots where you want to spend didn't initially have him in this lineup but um, I could see him definitely making my cash games the more I kind of dig into it here a little bit uh, so he's not cheap 11-6 on both sites today. Uh, So definitely got to consider today. Karis LeVert, nice game for him. Another guy over 30 minutes. Gets a tougher matchup versus Cleveland here today. But uh, I mentioned him on the pod and kind of came through yesterday. So I don't mind him uh, as a potential option for us. Devin Booker, not a great game here against Utah. He's more priced down there on DraftKings. I think he's 70 uh or 6900 over there the 7300 on FanDuel is tough but I do cuz they're a good defensive team Utah but they are you know Booker's just the guy who's going to jack them up 16 shots last game uh been doing enough in the other categories where I still think he's in play today and probably going to drive a good bit of less ownership uh, KCP is back for the Lakers first game. Uh, he gave you over 30 fantasy points and, you know, he's probably going to cut into Jordan Clarkson's minutes, maybe a little bit. So, uh, I don't know if what we saw from him, 20 points, two assists or one assist, two boards, two steals, a block, you know, 30, 30 fan duel points. I think that's a little bit aggressive. We've got him at 24. I think that's a better number for him here today. um, I think that's what I got again. uh, I'll get to a small forward here that I like that's uh, shooting guard eligible on DraftKings here in a moment. Uh, Dwayne Wade played under 18 minutes last night. Here's the thing. Back end of a back-to-back. They played the Bulls yesterday, but LeBron had to play 37 minutes in that game. Like The Bulls played them really tight throughout that game for four quarters, so there wasn't as much kind of guys sitting out as much as you'd expect, but I'm kind of off LeBron here today. Because I think this is going to be a rest spot. I think they're going to smoke him. Uh, I thought they'd smoke him last night. They didn't. I think they'll smoke him maybe today. And LeBron's going to get some fourth quarter rest. Not that Dwayne Wade's a guy that's really going to pick up and play big fourth quarter minutes. Um, But that's kind of my worry about that game. He's probably not cheap enough yet at 5K on FanDuel. All right. Let's keep it rolling here. Small forward. And, um, you know, there's definitely... A couple of guys we got to talk about. Josh Richardson, number one. Uh, you know, This is a guy who it looks like we're going to have no white side again. Uh, Deion Waiters is questionable as well. 36, 37, 34 minutes. I love that. Uh, last game, the scoring was super high at 21. And then he's filled up pretty much all the other categories. And, you know, on FanDuel in particular, if you do that, you're going to have some pretty good fantasy days. He's 6,300. He's not a freebie. But, you know, do I like him better than Tobias Harris against Minnesota? I think so. Do I like him better than Covington today or Harrison Barnes? I think so. Um, The guy to talk about, though, is Paul George. He's really underpriced over there, I think, on DraftKings today. And, uh, you know, he should be an excellent play over there. Let's see. Yes, Uh, 8K over on DraftKings. So he's underpriced. Uh, Brandon Ingram, I think he's better play on FanDuel today. Um Against Washington again, a high tempo game, and I still like what he brings to the table with his size and ability to fill up, you know, multiple categories. He's not, you know, going to be a superstar every night out there. And there's a lot of mouths to feed on the on the Lakers. But I like him today. If you're looking to, uh, you know, maybe save a little bit at that spot. Same with Kelly Oubre. Uh, just way too cheap on DraftKings. He's probably a cash game play at 4,200 over there. He's played 37 and 35 minutes the last two games, and then played 32 the game before that. I'm pretty sure Jason Smith is going to be out, and he's been shooting the ball pretty well. Uh, hits, you know, can hit an open three-point shot um doesn't fill up a ton of categories probably not playing that 5400 number on FanDuel but on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft he's squarely in play today. The guy to consider depending on his status again Jimmy Butler. We talked about it yesterday. I loved him because, you know, he is going to normalize these numbers. It's going to happen. Uh but he was out with an illness yesterday and um but will he be back playing today? The only good news we have is that they're playing um, they're playing Detroit, and we've got our favorite uh, our, our favorite beat writer there for the uh, Detroit Pistons, who is just awesome at giving good DFS information. Realizes like it's part of his job to kind of you know give as many updates as he can. Well, uh, this is a seven o'clock game. We should know if he is playing today nobody's gonna want to play him because he was sick yesterday but he's only 7k there on DraftKings it's just way too cheap for Jimmy Butler and uh I'll have him in lineups if I know if know that he's gonna go FanDuel I think you can fade at 83 but I don't think he's overpriced by any measure, so uh, keep your eye on that. You know, Shabazz Muhammad. He's the guy who uh, chipped in yesterday for the start and uh, played 31 minutes and gave you 20 fantasy points. He's 3K on Fanduel. He's 3K on DraftKings. You know, he's going to be a path to stars and scrubs today if he's a starter. If Jimmy Butler, you know, plays, you can forget about him. He's useless to us. Uh, all right, that's where we're landing on small four. Let's get to power forward here today. And not a ton of 3K value out there, but uh, maybe a guy over on FanDuel, Luke Richard Mbamute. Looks like is going to miss. Again, he drew the start last game and didn't do a lot. Um, you know, I think he gave you, bringing it up here now, uh, yeah, you know, 10 FanDuel points in 28 minutes. But... This is a guy who in the preseason put up some numbers, plays some minutes. He's dirt cheap. If he can get you 20 uh, FanDuel points or DraftKings points, you'll take it. And uh, came pretty close to that in the opener against Golden State. Dallas, he had 16 DraftKings points, uh, 17 on FanDuel. So I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt today if he's going to start because I think he's going to see in the mid-20s. So there's not a lot of value out there, but I think he's a path to getting some stars and scrubs today. But uh, Draymond Green, uh, back on him again against Toronto. I feel like super safe. I mean, the upside, we haven't really seen it. But, um, you know, he's been, what, 37, 39 in two of the four games. The other two, he was under 30. uh, But he's priced fairly, 72 on DraftKings, 78 on FanDuel. Like, I can get behind that. So, uh, especially a Power Forward today, there's not, like a giant spend up that we've got to get into our lineup so uh i'm fine just you know rostering draymond and and uh getting a ton of those uh those stats that i love um paul Millsap against charlotte 7200 his salary kind of dropping a little bit i think he was yeah 8k 8k 7800 now he's down to 72 67 over there on DraftKings. And I love this kind of salary algorithm we have going because it gives us an opportunity to buy low on guys who are not playing well. And Paul Millsap right now, we're buying 500 cheaper on DraftKings than we were opening night, and we're driving and we're buying 800 cheaper. So uh, this guy's a proven player. It's about figuring out the system, and I think he's going to figure it out. Uh, Matchup versus Charlotte's not terrible. It's not great. Um, but uh, I'd probably rather have uh, shares of him over on DraftKings than on FanDuel if I'm going to go there. Uh, Aldridge, fine once again, but I feel he's too priced up for me. Will make a good GPP play because of that, but uh, I don't see him as a top target. Um, Kelly O'Linick, he's been solid. You know, he doesn't start, but he gets the numbers. This matchup versus San Antonio, it's not ideal at a 195, and uh, but he's 5500 over there on FanDuel. Looks like 55. 50- 600 over on DraftKings, so it's not a plug-and-play, but uh, he's fine. I can live with it. Uh, Ryan Anderson against Philadelphia. This is a guy we got to talk about here a little bit. Philly, from what I've seen, still not really defending that three-point line particularly well, and that's all Ryan Anderson really does. 4,100 on FanDuel, 4,200 on DraftKings. Do not play Ryan Anderson in your cash games, but I think this guy can get you to 30 fantasy points from time to time, and if we're without Trevor Ariza... Nene might be out i think we could be in for 30 minutes of ryan anderson against a team who doesn't defend threes at a game total of 220 tonight so he's going to play he's going to have some big games he always does you just have to pick those spots this could be one i just don't think i commit to it quite in cash games uh at but at 4100 even on FanDuel, it's tempting it's really really tempting Uh, Kaminsky at 51 played well the last two games gets Denver here tonight should be fine Um, uh, again coming off the bench but still getting it done 18 and 21 points each of the last two games Uh, I'm don't play Carmelo Anthony I Ben Simmons is terrific like literally guy is everything I'm seeing from him he's just a matchup nightmare Uh, he's like seven feet tall so he's grabbing rebounds like crazy he's handling the ball they don't have anybody else really like they don't have anybody else to handle the, the basketball uh, so Simmons he's in play today against Houston I do worry somewhat if he is on Harden if we could have some foul trouble he hasn't really had that problem yet but he's seriously under-owned every night so um, he's on my list not a cash game play for me but I think he's uh, he's back in GPP consideration Uh, Sabonis, I'm not buying it. You know, last night he put up another nice game. That's two in a row of 32 and 39. Even the opener at 24 was not terrible. But he shot 7 of 7 from the field yesterday. 6 of 10 the game before with 6 of 8 in the free throw line against Miami. Um, He could do it again. Uh, And now's the time to do it because the price is going to jump on him really soon. He's still 4800 on FanDuel. Uh, a little bit more expensive on DraftKings, but uh, if you want a cheap power forward, suppose he could uh, be in play for you over on FanDuel tonight. All right, let's get to center position, and you know one thing that I'm noticing here is Kevin Love's really kind of mid-priced here at 8,300. Uh, what is he over there on DK? Uh, he is 76. So again, even more 15.8 on fantasy draft. Kevin Love hasn't played over 30 minutes yet in a game here today. Um, you know, 29, 27, 26, 28. It's interesting. Still been at 35, 35, 42. I'm not saying he's going to get over 30 minutes this game against Brooklyn, but he might get over 30 minutes this game against Brooklyn, especially if LeBron, you know, kind of takes it a little bit easier after he played the heavy minutes the night before. Um, so I think Kevin Love is squarely in play for me. I love him on DraftKings. I love that salary. You can do a real nice fair and balanced lineup on DraftKings today. Um, but on FanDuel, I, I think he's still in play for me. Cause I think he's got like a 50 burger waiting in him. And this is again, been a feast fest. Just ask Aaron Gordon, how things went for him yesterday. Not a bad game. Brooklyn just plays no defense at all. Uh, Again, you've got Martín Gortat, sixty one hundred on FanDuel and inexplicably like fifty five hundred, I believe, on DraftKings against the Lakers. Just way too cheap, so uh, you can fire him up for sure. Same on fantasy draft. Uh, Brooke Lopez, another guy. I mean, you got really different prices between the two sites. Uh, Lopez is you know 100 on FanDuel, six k on DraftKings. For him, and uh, you know, he get that little three point bonus there doesn't hurt. Uh, yeah, he's fine over on that site. Rudy Gobert, another one who has not really lived up to the you know expectations. The blocks have been okay, but not spectacular. Eighty five hundred on Fanduel, seventy five hundred on DraftKings. Maybe this is a spot against Phoenix. Things change for him, but uh, the guy that I'd think I'd rather play on Fanduel and Gobert is Embiid here at eighty six hundred. Uh man, let's let's like take you know take the chains off and let him go. Like let him let him let him go and run 32 minutes today. How about we do that? Because Embiid, you know, it's it's unfortunate that they just kind of keep this guy um limited in his number of minutes. And uh because he's just been incredible. Again, per minute fantasy production's gotta be one of the best in the league. 86 on FanDuel, K on DraftKings. I don't know who, you know, Capella's not going to be able to handle him. So he is absolutely fine for us today. A lot of centers we can go to. Man, center's loaded today. You know, you got Jokic, who really turned it around last game uh, at uh, 8,700. You've got Drummond, who had a nice game last time out at 8,500. You got Carl Anthony Towns, who's going to be guarded. By Andre Drummond. He's at 10-1 though, so I don't really see me playing him today on FanDuel. Just way too expensive. Drummond's kind of intriguing. He's had some pretty good games as well um, against Minnesota, so I think he's potentially a guy we can look at. Uh, So there we go. I mean, lots of ways we can build these lineups today. Uh, but that's my initial thoughts as we move into this Wednesday. Uh, but that does it. Thanks so much for listening, downloading. Check us out over there at iTunes, Stitcher, all those fine places. Subscribe to the podcast. And I uh, love talking daily fantasy sports with you. If you've got feedback, you can leave it in the comment section. You can find me on Twitter. I always monitor that at Dan underscore Bach. You spell it B-A-C-K. And be sure to check out all of our live shows today. Uh, it gets rolling, I believe, at 3.30 on a Wednesday. And uh, that includes... NFL that's right we're back the DFS pick six crane rebar and Silva and of course the football guy show me John Lee Austin Lee and John has to scroll down losers lane I'm looking forward to that but we will uh, be back again on the podcast tomorrow and thanks for listening and see you everybody Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this father's day